All right. Well, a few minutes late, but here we are. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2018. It is our first episode of Advancement Live, and this is a new format that we are bringing to you. Uh, Andrew Gosen and myself, uh, as you know, we are the hosts of Advancement Live. We like to alternate, and we decided to try out something a little different in 2018 just to see how how you like it. Right, Andrew? That's right. And so we, we like are going to... Uh, try these shorter versions uh, of Advancement Live, just 20 minutes where Andrew and I and, and maybe a few guests here and then will share what's on our minds, share what we're, we're thinking about, some of the trends that we're watching, uh, what's happening in our alumni engagement and our advancement shops, and really have a great conversation with you um, on Twitter. So feel free to chime in, Higher Ed Live. Today's episode is really focused on something that is Andrew's baby, so I'll let him uh, explain it a bit better than I could. It's a Advancement Summit, Artificial Intelligence in Advancement Summit, happening next week at Cornell. And uh, Andrew and I are just going to spend the next 20 minutes or so sharing with you what that summit is all about and some of our ideas about AI and advancement and really interested in hearing your thoughts as well uh, using the hashtag Higher Ed Live. We'll keep an eye on that. So, Andrew, I mean, I know the story, but tell folks, how did this all uh, come to be? Yeah, so this really came about, it was, a, it was a confluence of two events, one of which was my team's growing realization that we actually need to think about AI in a proactive and focused way, and that AI is going to begin to increasingly impact the world in which we're doing our work on behalf of our institutions, as well as the workplace that we're working in, uh, whether we like it or not, and whether we acknowledge it or not. So. I think, Kim, you'd probably agree, uh, based on experience with social media, with crowdfunding, with giving days, with a lot of these emerging digital technologies, it is far better to engage with the inevitable in a proactive and thoughtful fashion than it is to sit back and pretend it's not happening and then have the bus hit you and suddenly you're scrambling to catch up. Um, so the idea here was that if, if this is happening and if we need to begin to wrap our heads around it, um, that's a process that is much more easily undertaken uh, when you actually have a community that's beginning to coalesce around the exploration of these new ideas and technologies. Um, so the theory was, if we're going to do this, let's try to let's try to do it in a group setting. Um, it was about this time that we got an email from Case District Two, letting us know that they were accepting applications for the fall round of their venture capital fund uh award program uh, which is intended to facilitate professional development opportunities that you're not going to find through other uh other regular channels um so we approached a bunch of partners including syracuse ethica college skidmore virginia tech duca college and union and we drafted up this plan uh for the conference that's actually happening next friday february 16th um, and we're, we're incredibly excited about it. And Kim, thanks so much for being so quick to jump on board when we, we began to reach out to see if you'd like to play as well. Well, I might be quick at that. I am not quick at getting my camera to work, but I did just do that as well. Uh, Ashley told me that she couldn't see me for a while, but I'm here. Hello. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you choose the correct web camera. Uh, new things. Wonderful. So no, this is really exciting, Andrew. And I, I think when we look at who's who's coming next week, and it is Friday, uh, it is the 16th down at Cornell. And I think what's what's really neat, and we had a conversation with the panelists that will be part of our industry panel yesterday. 
I really loved hearing them play back and forth with each other in terms of their experiences and what they've seen AI be able to accomplish. And I think all of us, you know, the big question that we'll be looking at next week, and that's kind of something that I'd love for folks to chime in on, on Twitter, is are we ready for this kind of data, for this kind of use of data for AI? What is our organizational readiness? And so, so much of next week will be focused on that. Um, do you want to share a little bit about, in talking with our panelists yesterday, the homework assignment that we'll be sending out to all of our folks? I know I wrote down some of the questions that um, you know, we'll be asking to make sure that as we go into these conversations, we really are, are ready for it. So that was from Michael, uh, at a, he was in Los Angeles enjoying the sunshine where he, where he is. And he was saying, you know, the questions that he's going to ask, I remember, you know, what kind of data do you have? What are you at? What are you capturing? How clean is that data that you have? How accessible is that data that you have in your shops? And then once we know what we have, how can we deploy machine learning, advanced analytics, you know, those buzzwords that we use around artificial intelligence? I mean, I think that's the most important part, Andrew, right? Realizing if you're ready or not. Absolutely. <clears throat> this whole, the whole premise here is that most of the people in the room are going to be beginners or novices who are interested and motivated in wrapping their heads around some of these concepts. Um, but who may be a little bit confused about one of the tools uh, popping up and putting contexts more and more frequently. Uh, so the way we structured the program is we're starting off with what we're flat out calling an AI 101 session uh, with, a, with an operations research and industrial engineering professor from here at Cornell. He's going to walk us through where AI came from, where it's going, why it's popping now, and he's going to try to establish a shared baseline of concepts and vocabulary, uh, which we can then deploy during the remainder of the program. Okay. That's followed by this industry panel where we're counting on uh, three people who have extensive industry experience to sort of put some metaphorical flesh on the bones of what we've learned in the morning, but make this much more tangible, uh, give people a sense of how AI has actually changed the horizon of the possible in a variety of sectors when it's deployed in various different ways. Then over lunch, I'm really excited to hear Adam Martell from Gravity talk about his own personal journey from being an individual giving officer at Babson to being the CEO of a tech company that's using AI to address headaches that he encountered in his work as an individual giving officer. And that's then going to set the stage for breaking up into groups by program areas in the afternoon and begin diving into the question of, okay, given what we've learned in the morning, this shared vocabulary that we now all have, what are the advancement problems that we think could be solved by using these tools and these techniques? Um, obviously, some of them are going to be high impact, high complexity. Some will be low impact, low complexity. We'll do that little quadrant thing. But one of the outcomes, I hope, at the end of the day is having a reasonably thoughtful list of plausible use cases for AI or AI um, enhanced tools and alumni relations and communications and in annual fund work and uh, prospect research or business intelligence um, and then in the individual giving use case. And if we come out of that with that list and connections made between people who all want to work on these problems together and then we take it online, I think we'll have we'll have done a really good day's work. 
And I think what's neat is that, you know, our speaker is one of our panelists, obviously prior uh, to where he is now, Michael was with Scale Funder. Obviously, Adam Martell is from Gravity. I mean, these are folks who are working in AI in our space. And I think, you know, it's one thing to go to an AI conference and hear all these, you know, ways that folks are using it in other industries, but it's it's huge to be able to draw the parallels for where we can actually um, utilize this. And I think, you know, when you first brought this up to me, I was like, um, I don't really know what you're talking about, Andrew, but sure, that sounds great. And then you think about trying to make it accessible to folks. So thinking about what is AI, Alexa is AI. The fact that Amazon knows that if you read this book, you'd probably like to read that book as well. The recommendations, the Netflix recommendations, all that, like that's what AI is. It's not something that's big and you know you can't grasp it. It's something that's very real and something that all of us, you know, I think about use case and I know some of this is happening already. You know, when I log on to my alumni website, I'd love to have that website know that Kim Infante studied broadcast journalism. So therefore, she really cares that Mike Tirico is about to take over the Olympics from Bob Costas, who also studied broadcast journalism at Syracuse University. That was just a shameless plug right there. But, um, you know, those kinds of things are where our alumni, as they're looking to be engaged in meaningful ways, that's where AI can assist us. And I don't want to start going down the route of, of all the ways we can use it because that's what the summit is for. But is that kind of where your head's at too, those real engagement opportunities? Engagement opportunities. And I think during our, our prep call with the panelists yesterday, Andy Monroe from Bright Crowd made a really essential point that people sitting in our seats don't necessarily need to know what is under the hood of something like a Google Hangout on Air or a YouTube Live to be able to understand the business use cases for that and figure out how to deploy it on behalf of Higher Ed Live or our institutions or anything like that. So I think what we're really we're really hoping to achieve here is to have people from the technology partner perspective in the room who can help us understand what types of problems. AI techniques are best used to solve. Right. Well, at the same time, we've got people who don't necessarily need to know what, what's happening in that proverbial black box, right? But we know what our pain points are. And we know what our big, hairy, audacious goals that we've never been able to wrap our heads around how we would actually come to grips with them are. And if we have a conversation with both of those perspectives in the room, I think if we have the right people at the table, there inevitably will be overlap where we begin to appreciate that that use case X makes more sense than use case Y. And we can uh, hopefully give the people from the technology side a better sense of what the things are that we're really grappling with that, that they, could help us, they could help us resolve if they um, take their platforms in a way that help us solve those problems. Um, so one of, one of the things that, that I got really excited about early on in this whole process was thinking about the headache that we've had here at Cornell, trying to figure out how in the world we get people who come to our homecoming to tell us that they're going to be on campus, right? Because if you're if you're committed to metrics, it's actually important to know who those individuals are. And we've thought of all sorts of things ranging from apps on your phone that you use during the homecoming fireworks show uh, that require you to sign in to little RFID tags that you pick up. And you know there are things at the at the doors that uh, sort of note when you come on in. And there are real problems with all of those. Um, so one way in which AI is being deployed is uh, facial recognition. And you see this on 
Facebook all the time when it's doing its routine where it says, oh, we think that this person is in a photo you just posted. Would you like to tag them? Uh, we know that that national intelligence services are using uh, sort of facial recognition through cameras in ways that probably would disturb us deeply if we knew all the ins and outs of how all that works. But the point here is that there are now technologies that let uh, platforms that have access to data, that in this case is faces, uh, it can actually match up um, people that it sees through this database of people who it also knows, and it can it can make that match and let you know that it's happening. So I got to thinking, all right, what are the, the data sources that we actually do have? I mean, getting back to this whole question of data, and one thing that we all have in abundance is a whole truckload of yearbooks, right? Yeah. So we actually yep. have photos of all of our people, right? And the algorithms that are baked into these tools, they can account for things like weight gain, weight loss, aging, so on and so forth. So in this totally blue sky hypothetical scenario, you can almost imagine a setup where you've got a gigantic camera up at your homecoming game and it's just scanning everybody who's sitting there and then it's doing a matching routine and it's pulling out the people who and it can identify based on their historical yearbook photos and that's how you find out who was actually there. I'm not saying that's even vaguely possible right now, although it is theoretically given technologies that exist today. I'm not saying that it would be a good idea to do that, right. but I am right. saying that that's a really good example in my head of a way in which I could imagine uh, these sort of AI-enabled technologies fundamentally transforming our ability to do something that we know is important but we just can't do right now given the, the tools and the resource constraints that we have. Um, so that's, that's the type of idea that I would really love to be kicking around next Friday. There are certainly more mundane examples, but I think that's a very gripping one that you can wrap your head around pretty easily. Well, and everyone well, watching everyone watch this episode, this episode we did get a question from Lindsay uh, down at the George Washington University. Um, thank you for watching, and the one that you can't be with us next week. But Matt is wondering if at our universities, and I know what the answer is for Syracuse, but I'm wondering at Cornell, Andrew, is there a team um, tasked with thinking about AI or identifying where we want to utilize AI? Is, is that something, are, are you there yet at Cornell? We're not. I think a big part of why we're actually hosting this conference is that we want to get there. Um, but I feel like come next Friday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, I'll be in a much better position to figure out what that might look like right. uh, than I am right now. How about for you? Yeah, we're in the same position here. Uh, one of our colleagues came in to me and said, "Oh, I, I saw your your part of that uh, that that summit happening at Cornell, and who do you think we should send?" And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he's like, "Who's who's doing it?" And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and who cares about it? And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and it was like, a, "All right, well." We'll figure this out, and and like you said, next Friday afternoon, after all these conversations, I really think we'll be in a good place. And I think that it's important that, at least in the industry panel we're doing, we're going to have the conversation about how do you have these conversations with your behind-the-scenes tech, fo tech folks to let them know that this doesn't have to be a huge, massive heavy lift for you, that it can be something that is doable and doesn't have to do, you know, 
ruin your world as, as sometimes we might hear from some of those folks. And I think that's an important conversation for attendees in the audience to hear. So no, we're not in a position right now. We're excited to come down and meet with some of the vendors next week and really just to have these conversations. But sorry, Matt, we are not where we need to be yet in terms of uh, determining who will lead, but I'm sure it will be Andrew's team and my team, uh, the digital teams at our universities, uh, especially after hearing um, next week's feedback and advice, I think we'll really be be looking at that. So that's kind of where I am. So we're doing that in partnership with the program areas for whom it makes sense, right? So they're going to be they're going to be low hanging fruit use cases, and like I said, they're going to be things that are substantially more complex. And I think it would be great if we ended up with a range of very small-scale limited experiments taking place at different institutions moving in slightly different directions but if we're all doing this as a group and sort of checking back in with each other and sharing what we've learned um, my hope is that this will this will accelerate our, our collective exploration of some of these possibilities pretty significantly well i think about your your facebook idea in terms of you know having our yearbooks and knowing who's at our different programs and even starting that something small scale. So it's not the homecoming game, which in our case has, you know, 34,000 people at it, but it's that small gathering of the class of 1993 doing their 25th reunion. You know, that might be 150 folks, a hundred of whom have actually registered for the event, 50 of whom are just walking in. And so how can we pick that up on a small scale level? Yep, and that's where we have to start. I mean, trying to boil the ocean, we know from all of these other digital technologies that I, I already mentioned that that's, that's not the way to get traction. The way to get traction is to prove concept and then find high, high ROI use cases and then uh, sort of scale up slowly. Um, but there's no reason in the world that shouldn't work just as effectively in this particular instance as, as in others. Awesome. I can hear your phone blowing up as Matt tweets back to us. I'm just going to see what what Matt says. Matt's actually tweeted something great. So if you check out the higher ed live hashtag, um, it's a thought exercise about how AI might impact what we do. And I think that's something, you know, as we think about preparing for the summit next week, things like that, things like the homework that we just talked about from our panel and thinking about the kinds of data that we're collecting. Um, for anybody who's watching this and joining us next Friday down in Ithaca, I think that coming into it, and I've got a lot of work to do in this next week or so, and, and this weekend is AI weekend for, for me, um, really coming into it as prepared as possible with what, what the conversations are right now so that you come in informed and leave even more informed, we hope, uh, than when you arrive down in Ithaca next Friday. So really jazzed about this, Andrew. How about you? I'm totally psyched. Awesome. Well, we look forward again, this new format for us, and, and we would really love to hear from you uh, watching today or listening to our podcast later. Andrew, I think it's great that you and I just have the chance to come on, chat for 20 minutes about something that's really hot right now. And so if folks, you know, use that hashtag higher ed live to let us know what are some of those quick hitter topics that you're thinking about um, that you'd like to hear Andrew and I talk about, you'd like to join us on an episode. Maybe you've done something, you know, small scale that you'd really like to, to share with the higher ed live advancement live world. I think these are going to be fun. Um, and obviously all of us can use the extra 40 minutes in our day when an episode goes from one hour to 20. Um, so great first, great first try, Andrew. I like it. I like it too. Let's do it again.
Awesome. Well, hey, I'll see you down at Cornell uh, next Friday. Hope we'll see many of you who are watching. And please don't be shy. Don't be strangers. Let us know what you'd like to talk about. And uh, we will expect a year from now to do a whole Advancement Live. We'll make it an hour-long episode, the top five use cases of uh, AI and Advancement. Save the date, February 6, 2019. Sounds like a plan. All right, Andrew. Hey, have a great one. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Right, bye